All right. I'm Nick Verity. Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. Have an exciting guest today. It's Dennis Dahlman. He's the COO of Scale, a massive recruiting and sales firm that provides services, getting workers, salespeople, everything for several different verticals. And they're massive and have had serious growth uh, over the last few years. So we're excited to have him on. Fantastic. Nick, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, as, as you mentioned, Dennis Dahlman, I'm part of the founding team uh, at GitScale and excited to jam, talk a little bit about our operations and, and share a little bit about what we do. Can you like brag for 20 to 30 seconds about the company, you know, your size and the growth that it's that it's had? It's been an awesome ride and we've been very fortunate to have such a great team and, and such great partners to help fuel that. Um, but I believe... I guess in the power of having one-on-one -on -one conversations kind of like we're having right now. And that's what our company is predicated on. And we have built what I think to be the best way, the best company, the best tech, the best operations to reach the right person with the right message at the right time. Uh, so we like to say we can do everything at scale. And that's kind of the, the premise of the company and the name. So listen, there's a million other firms that do what you do in different ways. How have you been able to differentiate and get scale? Yeah, we'll start there. Yeah, definitely. So as you mentioned, there's certainly been a longstanding history of people doing a lot of business over the phones, and uh, we're a big proponent of that. One of our core competencies is our philosophy, and we take a sales-based philosophy to all of our outreach. So it's not reading off a script. It's not, you know, just checking off a box or having that conversation or, or going down a list of tasks. It's actually getting to know an individual and figure out what's important in their lives, educating and motivating them to take that opportunity. Um, so we're very principle led and we give each and every one of, you know, our, our representatives, our recruiters, uh, the tools they need to go in and actually find out what's going on in that individual's lives. And we're big believers on mm -hmm. if you take that sales approach, it allows you to, you know, build a value proposition that, that can only be done through conversation. So that core competency and, and applying that to a, a space where a lot of people are just reading scripts and uh, hoping something sticks, I, I think has allowed us to grow. That's incredible. Um, how do you instill, obviously that's like a culture thing. How do you instill that company-wide to all your employees? Um, how do you train them? All of that stuff. It starts with culture. It starts with foundation. It starts with principles. So uh, we're a big believer of growth mindset, learning, focus on getting better, uh, and a big focus on coaching and feedback. So one of the things we look for and the number one thing we're interviewing with each and every person we bring on is coachability. How quickly and readily can they both receive and implement, but also give feedback. If yeah. everyone around you is focused on making the person to the left and the person to the right better, your team's going to get better uh, a heck of a lot faster than if, if everyone's staying in their own lane. So it's a big part of it. We layer that in from you know before day one when we're looking at resumes and past experience you know we're running role plays and seeing how people are actually implementing feedback live during our interview process uh, and then you know those are the values people are being taught on day one and you know through all the classroom time training time through their first month two months of ramp time and 
uh, it, it doesn't stop there. So always be learning, always be teaching one of our core values. And I think that really goes a long way towards instilling that across the company and across the, uh, the large business we've built. Love it. So diving into the back end a little bit, I know there's a lot of problems with outreach. Um, you have deliverability, you have tools like Zoom Info, you have training the sales reps, you have CRM, you have all of that. How are you able to do all of these things at scale as profitably as you have been able to do in terms of like executing all this outreach at scale for clients and like successfully? It's certainly a challenge. It takes a lot of resources and it takes a lot of focus. And if I were to talk to, you know, my childhood self, I never thought I'd know as much about TCPA regulations and A2P, 10 DLC, and uh, all of the ins and outs and the not so sexy things that allow us to continue to play the game and continue to innovate. And I think that's part of why that focus matters. Um, but it, it's really been sticking to the verticals we know well, and then make sure that we are always, always, always staying on the pulse and subscribing to as many different outlets and as many different channels as we can to make sure we're learning the second a regulation comes out. So, um, you know, we're doing that for worker recruitment, particularly in high volume. We're doing that for student recruitment and student engagement. Uh, and then we're doing that in B2C sales. But I think the commonality across all of that is we're connecting with individual decision makers and keeping that end individual in mind. So it's, you know, really connecting with someone one-on-one -on, -one on their cell phone through call and text. It allows us to keep a level of focus, even when we're taking on a large breadth of industry. Interesting. How does the BDC sales work? How does that work? The biggest challenge I think people face in B2C sales is making sure you're able to connect with the right people, educate them, and then motivate them to take that opportunity. So if you don't get someone's attention uh, off the top, you aren't able to connect with them with the right message, the right call through the right channel, you're not going to get anywhere. So that's step one is really being able to make sure that you have a robust set of tools that allows you to just get on the phone or just have that conversation with people. And then from there, it's, it's about figuring out, again, kind of what I hit on, what those unique pains are and what those problems are you can solve in, in someone's life. So getting people to be curious, probe, find pain and figure those kinds of things out. From there, it's matching those problems to a solution to educate and motivate individuals to take on that next step. And uh, that, that's the call to action there. So really the four steps we'll, we'll distill everything into is like, one, you got to get someone's attention. Two, you have to find the problem that matters to them in their lives. Three, you have to make sure that problem maths to the solution that you have to offer. And then four, you have to give them a clear call to action. And uh, you got to be prepared to do that again and again and again to find success. And that's not just with different individuals, but sometimes following up with the same individuals too. So a little bit of persistence on top of that. And that's, you know, not everything, but if you do that a lot, you'll get really good at it and you can find some success. Amazing. How long have you been there at the, at the company? We have been uh, at it for a, coming up on six years now, okay. uh, and I'm part of the founding team here. So it's it's, it's quite the journey. And what, what rough revenue are you, are you at? We try not to disclose That's uh, fine. too much details and into things for NDAs, but we've been able to scale, uh, you know, pretty tremendously. We're, we're really happy with with where we're at, and we were named one of Inc. Uh, Inc. 500's fastest growing private companies. Um, yeah. for 
the past year, which was really exciting to see and um, have, have won some accolades here for some of the fastest growing businesses here in Austin. When you look back in the last six years, what do you think are some of the, or one or two of the biggest bottlenecks or challenges you've had to overcome in order to get the business to where it is today? Yeah, I think the first one is you build, you know, you build your product or your service and you figure out how to add a lot of value. And once that starts clicking, it becomes really clear what you need to focus on every day. Once you hit a certain scale for us, it was right around, I think it happened like a little bit at 10 to 15, um, where you start having to recruit externally and, you know, make sure you're solidifying your benefits packages and, you know, make sure everything from equity to, uh, you know, performance cycles and bonuses or whatever is solidified and written down. And then really once we had about 50 employees, so in our, our really early days, um, did we start to have to work a lot more in the business mm. and figure out, okay, how does HR actually work? How do we handle these, these different things that are not necessarily unique to our business, um, but things that detract away from the focus. And so building a lot of those foundational things for us was certainly the first major bottleneck we had or the first major chasm we had to cross from like, hey, we've got something that, you know, we have a small group of, of folks that have great tribal knowledge, great drive, are all in it for the same mission. And then take that next step to this is a company of people uh, that are associated and aligned towards a goal. But we need to set these, these you know, ground rules and regulations. So it went from uh, everyone's working very much on the business and we can all drive things forward and we know exactly what we have to do to create value to, okay, we got to build some, you know, foundational regulations and like, you know, by no means are we bureaucracy. We're, we're still moving pretty quickly, but you, you start to see the reasons why uh, some of the big businesses are set up the way they are. And um, that, that was certainly one of the first big challenges. I think the second one is you start to get um, into the hundreds and headcount that we mm -hmm. faced was figuring out, the right leaders to mm -hmm. solve the problems that your business is facing in that day. And mm -hmm. so uh, examples of, you know, what that is, is like, hey, now we need to have someone who is thinking about developing our people, building career paths and building pipelines for them, uh, you know, building out different interview processes and, and talent acquisition, because you're not just going to be able to go into your network and find that next person who has that skill. You've likely already tapped uh, all those kinds of things out. And finding, you know, leaders in, in different kinds of spaces um, that are able to do it across a, a much larger scale because the the skill set that you need in the early days when everything's super scrappy uh, is, is oftentimes different than the skill sets that you need later on. And so being able to adapt for us as a founding team as we grow um, and also find and recognize the people that have the skill sets that we're missing is, is it. So I, I think the first one was like setting up the administration of the business. The next one was realizing and figuring out when we need to go out and bring that expertise to help us get to that next level. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Do you have any other general feedback for operators or COOs out there kind of run, running their business? I think one of the things that I found really helpful as a COO has been, of course, th there's a lot of things you can talk about internally and, you know, meeting structure, setting up the right uh, cadences or making sure you have the right task manager, or, you know, using like we use the, uh, the EOS. Um, oh, you do. how to, long have, have you always used the EOS? 
we that was one of the administrative things that we you know set up probably like a year or two into the business as we started to realize hey like goal setting regular cadencing and, and all yeah. those things are are really helpful but if, if i had to pin it down to one piece of advice it's going out and getting that peer group of individuals mm -hmm. so that you can learn from folks who have done it before. Um, so whether that's a forum or whether that is, you know, some other business group in your area, but people that are doing the same thing at different businesses uh, is, is going to be really helpful. So when you run into an issue where you're like, Hey, my finance team, you know, during COVID uh, realized that when we hired a bunch of people across a bunch of different States, like there's all different kinds of regulations and, and, you know, different people who are looking to figure out where that income was realized. That's a challenge that, you know, doesn't necessarily have to do with our core competency, but is, you know, every bit important to running a business. If you can go to that group and you can go to those people who have maybe already faced that before, uh, it really helps you to shortcut a lot of those things. So finding that peer group and being able to do issue sharing, have those discussions allows you to get to the answers of the things that are maybe not unique or critical to, you know, your core competency, but important to you being able to run the day to day. And, and that allows you again, to focus on your business and instead of in your business, which I, I think is one of the biggest themes. If, if you're the COO, if you can allow your, your team to spend more time building uh, and more time working on the business and, and less time just having to handle operations, I think you're generally doing a pretty strong job. Yeah. It's funny, all these interviews, like a lot of it just stills back to the basic things like a good culture, hiring the right people, Having an operating system, a real one like EOS or something else and taking all those things really seriously is just like some of the simple ingredients to growth. Simple, not easy to do, but simple in concept. Agreed. And so that's, yeah, that's refreshing that you guys have found a lot of success do, doing that right. Amazing. Well, this has been a great podcast, super valuable to people and I appreciate you sharing what you have. And thanks again, Dennis. Yeah, Nick, great taking the time and uh, look forward to connecting again in the future.